Welcome back to the Unconventional Code Podcast. It's just me today, guys. Um, I know obviously I've been having a few guests on here. I just want to say the support that I've had on here um, and the messages that I've received have just been so overwhelming. I'm so grateful and I'm just so glad that this is helping people. Um, that is exactly what I set out to do with this podcast. So I'm really happy that the message is coming across and is helping people so that's what I intend to do every episode so continue listening but today I'm going to talk about mental health so obviously it's mental health awareness week or or month Um, and mental health is something that I never really understood until I experienced it firsthand so whenever people would say to me like when I was a child there was really only someone one person um who said that like she had depression and she had anxiety and I think I was probably about 12 13 when I met this girl and she said that she had depression and I was like well what's that like do you just feel sad like what's anxiety like how can you have anxiety there's no reason behind why you feel like this it doesn't make any sense you're making it up you're lying and that's what I genuinely believed I thought that anxiety anxiety was the biggest bunch of bullshit ever I was like it doesn't make sense um and then lo and behold I ended up having anxiety and have anxiety now sometimes I'm very lucky that it doesn't affect me in my life a lot um it is something that will literally just creep up on me and I will have maybe like a few days to a week of feeling anxious um but I just want to explain it for people that perhaps haven't experienced it themselves because again I was one of those people who's like anxiety isn't real no these people are making it up um and it's really not okay anxiety affects you physically it's not just feeling anxious it increases your heart rate. I have a client who um, she has anxiety and sometimes when we're doing her PT sessions we'll have to stop um, because of course her heart rate is already high where she's potentially going for an anxious stage. So by us putting more physical stress on her body it heightens her anxiety so she feels more anxious. So sometimes we have to have to stop or sometimes we're, we're just saying now we're not going to do this today uh let's do something else instead and we'll just sit and have a chat um because anxiety is very real and it isn't nice like we all experience it differently for me often i just feel very uneasy in myself i feel very irritable um sounds put like a lot of pressure on me so when i'm feeling anxious um because when you when you feel anxious you're in that like flight flight fight response um so you're very on edge like your nervous system is heightened and you're in a place of stress like your body is in physical stress um and my i like lights I, I struggle seeing lights and sounds like if there's too many sounds i just feel like overwhelmed and literally just like want to scream um it's not nice and like I say it doesn't affect me very often now um but it is real and my first experience with anxiety was it's it's like a combination of things so I think a lot of people when they have mental health disorders or things like anxiety 
often it is a build-up of things now of course people experience trauma in their life and that's normally what uh, causes like mental health issues um but for a lot of people it's like a combination of things so for me my um deterioration with mental health i guess started from my alopecia so uh, I got alopecia just after my 10th birthday. If you don't want to know what it is, it's basically like an autoimmune condition where your hair falls out. And I always say I wish I got it on my legs and like my armpits instead of my head. But I am lucky enough that I only have it on my head. I never lost my eyebrows um, or eyelashes. Men and women can get this. Obviously, it's a little bit more traumatizing as a female because your hair is quite a signature appearance for being a female so I got that just after my 10th birthday I still have it now a patch of mine's flared up a little bit at the minute which is a bit uh, frustrating but of course we are in lockdown it is a bit stressful um so I got that just after my 10th birthday so I obviously had to go to secondary school and secondary school as we know is not it's not a very nice place I was never bullied um ever but do you know what I mean? School is just a roller coaster. You've got all these hormones going around, like everything's just the end of the world. And it's so funny because my mum would always say to me, when you're older, it's not going to matter. Like all these things are not going to matter. These people aren't going to be your friends anymore. And I was always like, oh, no, they're going to be my friends for life and everything matters. Um, sorry, I sound a bit like Gollum then. Um, and do you know what? She was right none of it matters I am not friends with anyone from school um a fair few like two I talk to um but other than that it really doesn't fucking matter so if you're a younger person listening to this and you're still in school don't fucking worry because everything's going to be a-okay do not stress um but obviously school was quite a stressful time um I'd say then the next thing that built up to me having mental health issues was I started seeing my dad. So my dad left when I was like five months old. He was mentally and physically abusive to my mum. Obviously, I don't remember that because I was five months old. Um, But my mum, the last straw was basically my mum and him were arguing. And I was obviously crying as a five month old baby, hearing screaming. And my dad went to punch me. Um, and then my mum obviously jumped in the way, told him to get out, uh, never come back. And then from there, that was it. I didn't see him. Um, none of his family saw me. His parents didn't see me. Um, I remember seeing him when I was about two. So this man came up to me in town and I'm really weird. I can remember things from like when I was two, three years old. That's like my earliest memories. Um, and I remember this guy coming up to me and him being like, do you know who I am? And I was like, no, he was like, I'm your dad. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so I didn't see him. My mum was a single mum. She was a young mum. She was 19 when she had me. Um, money was tight. We didn't have money at all. We lived in a council house. Um, so that was quite stressful. I knew that we didn't have money. Like if we'd go out for family meals, my mum would always like brief me beforehand and be like, right, so don't ask for anything else. You can have this. Um, and yeah, it wasn't, yeah, we didn't have a lot of money. Um, and then I got in contact with my dad when I was like 
15, 15 I think. Basically he didn't he stopped paying like the child support money or whatever. So my mum contacted him. They then started talking. She was telling him about me, asking if he wanted to meet me. He met me. I had a relationship with him for like a year and a half, maybe. Um, met his family, really got on with one of his sisters. Um, she was just amazing. She had four kids at the time and I don't have any brothers and sisters and I've always wanted like a family so that was just so nice um and it was amazing like it was it, it was probably the happiest I've ever been I felt like I had a real family um just by my auntie I wasn't really that bothered about my dad I saw him but obviously I was quite uncomfortable just because he was a stranger um and then my first Christmas with that side of the family um my dad got really drunk and he kicked off um started smashing up my auntie's house um and then I basically said from there oh it was so funny though because I saw him get tasered so he's like smashing up my auntie's house like we've kicked him outside the police have come they've then tasered him it was so eventful um and um yeah and then from there I was like I don't want anything to do with him and then with that his family disowned me again so I didn't see them um and that was very hard to be like obviously isolated and then I think maybe two years later um my little cousin on my dad's side so one of the the uh, my auntie's kids uh he unfortunately died so he drowned in Egypt um a lot of people in my local area will probably remember this story of the little boy um so that was awful um I wasn't invited to his funeral which was horrible and it's really weird because I believe in like spirits and afterlife and stuff and I when I heard the news that obviously he had died my auntie uh, on my mum's side, she messaged me and she was like, have you heard anything from your auntie? I've had a few clients come in today saying um, that a little boy's drowned in Egypt, but they're saying like your auntie's name. And I was like, fuck. And I looked on the on the hotel where they stayed and it has come up with his name and stuff. So I was like, oh my God. I remember just breaking down to my mum because obviously I didn't see him for like two years. And I think he was only six when he drowned which is just awful, isn't it? It's so sad. Um, so I messaged my dad and was like talking to him and my dad is literally a psycho. Um, so he was like, You're, you've come to a funeral, we all miss you, blah, blah, blah. I was very reserved. I just wanted to go to the funeral. Um, a couple of weeks went by and obviously because he died in Egypt, they it was a, a nightmare to get him home. Um, so the family was stuck there. They had to do the post post mortems out there then then had to do them again in the uk so i think it was about three four weeks after he he died that they did the the funeral and i wasn't invited which is i i understand that's it's completely their choice um i was just under the impression that i was able to go because my dad was telling me i was going to be invited um and then i got off the bus one day in town and literally you've got the bus stop and then you've got a church and I walked past the church as they were pulling out his his coffin um sorry I'm getting upset I haven't spoken about this for for a couple years um but yeah so they pulled out his coffin as I was walking past and 
I think that was kind of his name was Alfie so I think that was kind of Alfie's way of uh letting me be there and sort of getting a bit of closure um but I called my mum straight away and I was because I was going to get my ears pierced and I called my mum and I was like mum like they're they're doing Alfie's funeral now and she come into town um met me and I, I remember I was in the tattoo studio waiting for my appointment I was just crying um but I got the piercing in the end, guys, if you wanted to know. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really feel like I got closure. Um, and then to whisk through a couple things, because if I went through everything, it's going to be a very long story. Um, I got with my partner, Ash, probably... Um, probably... I'm trying to think of when um, this all happened because the time just sort of all muddles up. But basically, shortly after that, me and my boyfriend, Ash, who I'm still with and we have there, um, he got diagnosed with cancer. So we had only been together about a month properly and um, he was diagnosed with stage three lymphoma. So that's cancer of your lymphatic system. And he lit up like a Christmas tree. I remember going to the scan because I was on holiday as well when he found out. Um, and he told me when I came back, this is Christmas and New Year, maybe like three years ago, four years ago, must be four, four years or five years because he was, he's been all clear for four years now. Um, so I was like 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Yeah, I was like 17, 18 when all this was going on. Um, so yeah, so he started chemo within like two weeks of that. So he would have chemo every other week and I was going to college full time. I was doing a HMC in animal management. Um, so I was going to college three days a week, I think. Um, and I would have every other Friday off to go to chemo with him. And then I would work on the Saturday and then, no, I would have the Saturday off of work to take care of him. Um, Cause he would be just like a mess the day after. He'd be throwing up all night from obviously the chemo um, and then on the Saturday he would just stay in bed and I'd stay in bed with him and then in the evening we would have his first meal um, and then Sunday I'd go to work at, um, I was working in a supplement shop, um, shout out to GNC, whoop whoop, um, and I was basically like management of that shop so I was working like pretty much full time, uh, doing college and obviously taking care of Ash. And then, I don't know how long after this, but my mum kicked me out. Um, so I then started living with Ash. So all these things happened, like literally everything happened. And this is when I first started to get anxiety. Anxiety, sorry. Um, and at this time as well, I was binge eating. So this was when I had been binge eating and had a really bad relationship with food for probably a good couple years. So do you see what I mean? It is a combination of just a lot of different things. Um, and that's where it all sort of started. I remember I was just starting to feel really like, just, I don't even know where the anxiety started. I started, um, I'm a very sociable person and I started really isolating myself because obviously Ash needed my attention. He needed my, my help, my care. So I became like obviously a full-time carer, um, and just trying to juggle everything else. College was a fucking nightmare. Absolutely hated it. I didn't have a family because obviously my mum kicked me out so I didn't talk to my mum. Um, it was just a really, really fucking roller coaster of just bullshit. Um, 
but at the time I felt fine like I didn't feel stressed I didn't feel like depressed I I just I I had the anxiety so I started really struggling to go out I remember when I realized that there was kind of like something wrong um was when I was going to go to a physio appointment and I just didn't want to leave the house I was like I just don't I just don't want to leave for whatever reason um and then I left and I started walking to my physio appointment and I got to an underpass and I remember walking through the underpass and I was just like I thought I was gonna have a heart attack I don't know why I was just like absolutely terrified and this is the, in the middle of the day in summer that like I was walking through and I was it was like a small underpass as well do you know what I mean it's not like a really big dark tunnel that there's someone gonna be someone under there to mug me it was it was fine and I was walking through and I was like just like out of breath and I was just like oh my god oh my god like what what what's happening like what the fuck and I remember I just turned turned around and ran home and I ran and I was just crying I was like to Ash like what why do I feel like this like something's wrong um I still did I even get diagnosed as well I don't even know um I think I did and I think they tried to put me on medication I was like nah fuck that I don't want I don't want medication nothing against anyone that does take medication by all means some people need to be medicated but I just felt like I didn't it was just something I was going to have to manage and and deal with and I did and I have been ever since and my mental health got massively better when I obviously sorted out my issues with food um and then everything else just sort of came into play. Like, it's really hard for me to sort of move on from there because everything else has just been such a, ro a roller coaster. Like, I can't say there's one significant day or moment when I felt okay. It just started to get like gradually less. Like, things started to get better. I started to have more high days instead of low days. I wouldn't say depression was something I really struggled with it was more the anxiety um but it got massively better when the binge eating went away and I started healing my relationship with food because throughout all of this I was still just massively consumed with my appearance and how I wasn't I didn't look the way I wanted to and I had obviously a poor relationship with food but like I say, it just got gradually better. And now I'm at a point where I'm so grateful for all the experiences I've had because they've made me a stronger person. I've missed out like so many things as well, what's happened. Like, <laughs> honestly, it's been a crazy like four or five years. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world because it's made me such a stronger person. Like me ba being basically, um, I was like self-sufficient from like 14. I was making my own money had my own job, taken care of myself, and I've done everything on my own, like, and I'm going to take this minute to say I'm so fucking proud of myself, because, like, I have took everything on the chin, and I've just done what's needed to be done, like, I remember um, doing my driving lessons, and I found out I was pregnant, and I was like, right, I really need to fucking pass, um, and I remember, so basically, me and Ash lived with his mum and that was not a very good environment either um and we basically needed to move out and the whole plan was we were going to leave without her knowing like we were just going to leave so I needed to pass my driving test because we needed to look for houses and we needed to be able I needed to be able to co commute to work and I 
remember just doing my driving test and passing and I only got I got two two minors and I remember sitting in the in my car that I that I bought as well bought out bought this car um I remember sitting in it and um finishing the test and the guy going oh how did you think you did and I I looked at him and I was like yeah yeah I think I done really well um yeah I don't really remember what I exactly said and he looked he had the sheets in his hand and he was like well what does that say and I looked at the certificate for probably about five seconds and I was like oh my god and I was like sorry I'm gonna cry and I just burst into tears because I needed to pass that driving test because I needed to drive so we could move so we could be out and start start our family because obviously I was pregnant with Bear so it's just been crazy it's just been crazy and I think it's so important to know that you can do anything like things are hard life is not easy there is always going to be shit thrown at you and I saw this quote and it was um I saw it yesterday from Hannah Oberg who's uh, like a, a fitness influencer but I really like her and um, she's just had a baby and she was like it's a bad day not a bad life and I was like that is so true and I think mental health especially at the moment with everything that's going on is something that people need to be talking about because the media is not talking to you about how many people are committing suicide right now and I don't know exactly what that statistic is but I am pretty certain it has increased from a day-to-day monthly basis than what it would have been before lockdown because people are isolated people are alone and people are scared and now more than ever people need to know that there is support out there and there is help for them so that's what I want to end with I've told you my experience I still have anxiety occasionally but it's not something I suffer with anymore and I think that just came from taking my health seriously not just my physical health but my mental health as well a strong mind equals a strong body and I'm not just saying this because I'm a personal trainer I I believe deep down that when you are healthier on the inside as in taking care of your uh, taking care of yourself eating well exercising it it will transcend into all areas of your life and that is what I do as well as a coach like I don't just help women lose weight I help women quit their jobs get out of toxic relationships and heal themselves from potentially issues that they never even knew they had or never even understood why they had them and it's just so important guys now more than ever it's so important to take care of your physical and mental health and anyone listening to this who is suffering right now know that there is places that offer help there is helplines that you can you can talk to even reaching out to to people you follow if you feel inspired to reach out and just share like I always I always say to my clients as well if you ever need to just rant you can just vent like vent on the Facebook group to me because a problem shared is a problem halved and get help get help if you need it if you are someone who is really struggling the first the first thing you need to do is accept that you need help and to take it 
okay? And to take care of yourself because you are so worth taking care of, whether that be physically, mentally, a combination of both, now is the best time to do it because now you have more time than ever. If you were to achieve one thing in this lockdown, I would achieve becoming a a healthier person physically, mentally, both of them, whether that's by reading a book or going out for a walk every day, writing a journal, connecting with old friends, whatever it is, whatever you need to do that's going to help you, do it. Because now is your chance and you've just listened to this podcast, be inspired to help yourself because not a lot of people are going to be there in my experience. I had to help myself and it was worth doing. It was 100% worth doing was helping myself and getting myself out of this rug. And you don't have to do it alone, I'm not saying that, but just know that you can. I did. I know many other people that have gotten themselves out of shit situations and have come out of it so much stronger and just know all of the shit that you do experience is a lesson. It's a lesson and it's a blessing. I have learned so much from my experiences, from Ash having cancer, from my mum kicking me out, from having lost, from... I, I was something I didn't say as well, I was scammed and lost like two and a half grand. <laughs> um, but losing that as well is an experience in itself and it's taught me so much and without all the experiences, all the ups, all the downs, all the shit, I wouldn't be the person who I am today and the person that I'm really proud of. So so that is my podcast today. And I'm sorry I got a bit upset. Um, <laughs> but uh, hey, these are real, okay? Thank you very much for listening, everyone. I wish you all an absolutely fantabulous day. Get out in the sunshine and do something today that is going to help you, whatever it is, whether it's having a lay-in, going for a walk, connecting with a friend, going out for a coffee, fucking Starbucks drive-thru is open, get yourself on that ASAP, ASAP Rocky, and just know that you are so worth, you are so worth having this life, and this is your life, do with it what you will, and be fucking happy, you deserve happiness, chase happiness, chase health, chase wealth, and peace out until the next podcast.